Hi. Welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul. Today, I've got Stephen Kempton. He's a uh, product manager of advanced power systems at uh, AEG Power Solutions, and we're going to talk a bit about uh, grid-level storage. Isn't that right, Stefan? Welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you, Alex, for the opportunity to talk with you about uh, grid-scale battery energy storage systems, which uh, is a a great uh, opportunity for all of us in the future. I agree, Stefan. There's a lot of buzz going on right now at the household level, luckily, with Elon Musk's uh, Tesla Powerwall and the announcements from Mercedes and BMW. So at least people's attention are being focused on grid storage. But in reality, I think the big effort is going to be at the higher levels, the microgrid and at the municipal grid levels. What do you think, Stefan? Yeah, that, uh, yes, that is exactly what we were focusing, uh, not only since uh, Elon Musk uh, introduced his new systems, uh, that it became uh, visible on for a broader um, audience, but uh, we are focusing on uh, larger systems for years already uh, since we are manufacturer of uh, large UPS systems in the megawatt scale. We were working in this business uh, for more than 20 years. We uh, equipped uh, large nuclear power plants with our systems at a very high uh, safety and security level and so we were dealing for centuries with this technology uh, which now gets a new attention for new applications to build islanding microgrids for example or grid connected microgrids that can become uh, temporarily islanding microgrids for example huh, if you uh, have to face uh, strong storms and uh, the grid is damaged, then uh, you can uh, supply yourself locally by the large-scale battery energy storage systems, for example. And therefore, a few years ago, we started in the course of a public-funded project here at our site in Germany, um, a reference project where we built up uh, local uh, industrial microgrid with the uh, goal to become autonomous from the grid supply, not just in terms uh, of, of energy autonomy, but also in terms of power autonom- autonomy. A lot of people or a lot of companies uh, in, in the past were dealing with this in the same way or in similar way, while they uh, tried to become autonomous from uh, the uh, main supply uh, energy-wise, but they were still needing the grid. For example, if the sun was not shining a day and their CHP plant was not operational, then they still needed for some days uh, the full power from the grid, although from uh, the entire year's point of view, they were almost independent. But our approach is different. We also want to become independent from the grid also at that critical days when no renewable electricity is available. And therefore, we need storage. And depending on the load and depending on the generation profile, we would need 
um, grid uh, more or or less amount of uh, capacity for the storage. Right. Well, you know, and that's a very interesting aspect you brought out, Stefan, in that in reality, grid-level storage is just a level up from UPS because what grid stiffening really is is just grid-level UPS. It's just now with the logic and the intelligence and the control that we can put on it, we're taking these UPS systems from isolated power storages to interconnected grid-level resilience. Yes, you're absolutely right. And uh, beyond that, it's, it's uh, in the UPS application, we already had the knowledge about how to charge and discharge batteries. Uh, although now the battery technology changes a bit from classical battery technologies like uh, lead-acid batteries or NICAT that we had in the past in the UPS systems, now with mm -hmm. the grid-scale storage systems, we change to innovative technologies that we also are using in automotive application, which is in particular lithium-ion technology. But there are also some other promising technologies on the horizon already, like, for example, Zinc Air. However, we as AEG Power Solutions are not uh, linked to a specific battery technology. We are completely independent from uh, all the battery manufacturers and battery technologies, but we have an overview since we worked with all of them for years. Excellent. Now, uh, Stefan, why don't you tell us a little bit of what uh, some, some specific examples of what uh, AEG is doing in the um, grid storage, grid stiffening area. What are some of the uh, big products you have or some of the big services you have that uh, you currently offer? So our key product is linked to our key knowledge, with, which is in power electronics. That is the core of all our products and of all our technologies, applications, and so on. So the key product for the um, grid-scale energy storage systems is the uh, product which we call SC600. SC means storage converter. 600 indicates the nominal power of 600 kVA. That is our minimum building block, and uh, we can parallel as many as needed of those uh, building blocks to result megawatt scale systems. In addition to that, we also provide the controls uh, because someone needs to realize the application. The power electronics mm -hmm. means the storage mm -hmm. converter itself can't decide when to charge or when to discharge the battery energy storage. Someone else needs to do that, and that is the intelligent part of our system, and our product to that is a intelligent controller that contains a lot of intelligent software that was developed the last couple of years within a project that we ran at universities and also in our R&D department, of course, where we realized by software several applications, for example, like the provision of primary control reserve power to support the grids 
or with other words, we do frequency regulation for the grids. Another application is, for example, linked to the large uh, PV power plants that we already have and that we will have in the future even more, uh, for example, to make the power production of those power plants more planable. That means more oriented to the load and uh, the, the needs of the load. For example, we can realize uh, day-to-night shifting based on battery energy storage, uh, that we can provide the energy when the energy is needed and not only when it is available. Got it, got it. Well, and that's also very important because that's the whole resiliency aspect of the grid storage because if it's not able to shift on demand, then it's just a UPS. Sure. So um, a UPS system is very similar to what we do at grid scale level. However, the uh, electric topology is different. If we look at the uh, UPS systems, we usually um, have a DC link topo- topology of our circuitry. Mm-hmm. That means you got a, at the at the entrance you got a, a rectifier which is connected to the grid. And then you got the DC bus where you connect the battery. And then you got another um, inverter that creates the local eye landing but saved or secured grid uh, supported by the battery. If we talk about grid scale energy storage systems, uh, we reduced this uh, conversion step from two to one. We have developed a bidirectional inverter, or we call it storage converter, that can uh, connect in an AC-linked way uh, directly the grid alternating uh, current into DC current and vice versa. We don't have this uh, separation between rectifier and inverter. It's just one device, and that reduces losses that reduces complexity and, of course, as a consequence, the system cost. Exactly. That's, you know, and um, it's important to remind people that these technologies are not just simply cost centers. They actually provide a real benefit to the operation and resiliency of the system. Yes, of course. Um, we are not just, just playing around here with our systems. We are providing a real benefit which can be used to earn money with. But mm-hmm. that depends uh, on the worldwide market, uh, which splits up locally into a number of very different markets. For example, the market in Germany uh, works very different compared to what we have in the U.S. And even in the U.S., it's not just one market, but we have at least three different markets. One is uh, in, in California, which is driven by, by law, finally. Then we have a market on the, uh, on the East Coast area, which is uh, driven basically by incentives and uh, incentive systems. Uh, and and furthermore, by this um, resilient power supply approach. And then you got a third mark around Texas. And all three 
look different to our understanding and require different answers um, in terms of realizing application, but also uh, technically wise. And we are still in the course of trying to explore and further investigate how the different business cases work, because that is key for the future of large-scale battery energy storage systems. I agree completely, Stefan. I think you hit the nail right on the head. Now, unfortunately, because this is a podcast, uh, we don't have all day to talk, although this is a topic we could go on literally for hours on. But before I close out the podcast, I always give my guests the opportunity to have the last word. Uh, we could talk a little bit more about um, the systems or the market, or you could just have a tip to the audience, but the floor is yours. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, so uh, maybe uh, for me it's interesting uh, to, to express that we are convinced that with energy, battery energy storage, we are looking into a great future. Uh, we expect a lot of growth in the market, and uh, what people don't believe in many public discussions, what you see on the television and the news, newspapers, uh, in, in many times, uh, they claim and the politicians claim that uh, you could integrate man, much more amount of renewable resources in, in case you had storage. But in fact, mm -hmm. today we have already storage. The technology is available. In particular, the power electronic systems are available. The control systems are available and the battery prices come down, uh, go down very quickly. So uh, what is a lot of times reported and uh, cited in, in the news and, and uh, on the television is no longer true, that we don't have really working uh, energy storage systems because we have, and that is maybe uh, important to, to tell we are ready to go in a future with energy storage systems. We are ready with our solutions from a technical point of view. We have uh, price levels that uh, go down very quickly uh, for the uh, batteries, and uh, we have the control systems in place. Maybe the only thing we may need for the future is a good and uniform, more uniform regulatory framework uh, that allows for operation of battery energy storage systems. So that is my last statement. Thank you, Alex, very much for the opportunity to talk about this uh, great future that we are looking for or in um, for to support our uh, grids in the future with this great energy storage systems. Thank you. Well, and thank you, Stefan. I do, I, I do want to uh, – I realize I was going to give you the last word, but I did want to emphasize something you said in that last bit, is I do believe that the regulatory environment is critical because we cannot develop a grid-level solution piecemeal. It has to be a unified, intelligent solution. Yes. So – Stefan, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show, and we'll drag you back onto the show in a few months. We'll talk some more about grid storage as the technology develops, okay? Okay, great. Thanks.
Thanks. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul on Power. Have a great day.